Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Social Liability Podcast, the podcast where we discuss those folks in our lives that violate the social contracts that we all agree to live by. I'm your host, the Razgrees, with my co-host, the Buck, bringing you new and interesting stories from the far reaches of the interwebs. Uh, Buck, we most of these stories are usually about people, but we have some stories this week that uh, involve our, our canine allies, and uh, not all of them, but just a couple. And we're going to touch on one in the first half of the show here that I actually found. And this is this is kind of insane to me. <laughs> uh, we've talked about HOAs quite a bit. And this isn't really an HOA. This is like a, a an apartment complex and they have an association. So it's pretty close, though. That's literally insane. An apartment complex institutes dog DNA testing to hunt down poop offenders <laughs> in viral TikTok and sparking debate. A TikToker revealed alleged demands from her apartment complex that all residents' dogs be DNA tested to hold those who don't pick up their dog's poop accountable. The video was posted Wednesday by TikToker Kaylee. In it, Kaylee said she got a residential notice from her apartment complex that states it will begin DNA testing all dogs in a poo prints program. We're unable to keep up with the unscooped dog waste and are taking immediate immediate corrective action the notice featured in the video reads poop prints is a company that advocates for safe waste removal and collects dna from cheek swabs to create a genetic database of dog identities according to the website samples are reportedly then collected from the pet waste left on the ground and compared to the database to determine the offending dog owner the ceo of poop prints jay renninger told the daily dot that there are over seven thousand communities using poo prints internationally most of its customers are apartment complexes in the united states we get all kinds of questions people are blown away reitner said uh, when he told the dot com on a phone interview it's so funny to see the spectrum of thoughts and takes on the program is it big brother are we the poop police is this environmental protection there are so many different opinions According to the notice Kelly reads aloud in the video, all dogs at the apartment complex are required to have a cheek swab. If the owner does not oblige, the notice states there could be either a fine of $150 or have their rental agreement canceled. Honestly, I don't believe, I didn't believe the announcement when I read it. I thought it was an April Fool's prank. Uh, DNA swabbing dogs seems like something straight out of a Black Mirror episode. According to the notice, if pet owners complete the cheek swab before June, the apartment complex uh, will not charge them for the test. If pet owners wait until after June, however, there will be a charge of $50. Once the dog owners responsible for the unscooped poop are determined, they will be fined $350, the notice states. If the fine is not paid, the dog owner's rental agreement... <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, God, that came on quick. <laughs> ...will reportedly be subject to termination. They're DNA testing all dogs. WTF, Kaylee captioned the video. I didn't even know it got that bad. <laughs> the viral TikTok has amassed 112,000 views, sparking debate about the DNA collection policy, with some arguing it's unreasonable. It's literally insane, one user argued. Is that legal? Another user questioned. 
According to the Denver Post, companies like Poo Prince and Mr. Dog Poop DNA Service have been collecting dog DNA in apartment complexes for years. It's completely legal. When you live in an apartment community, you are renting that unit and you are uh, functioning under the rules at the pet policy and lease agreement. Rainer said that many people underestimate the risks of dog waste, which says it's more harmful than waste of other animals, according to the Environmental Protection Agency. Dog fecal matter can cause disease in humans by spreading salmonella, E. coli, and other bacteria. Some users in comments section that the, uh, the viral TikTok were glad owners who didn't pick up their pets uh, after their pets are seemingly being brought to justice. I mean, nobody should have a problem like that unless you aren't picking up after their dog, one commenter said. Honestly, good, another responded. Kaylee told the Daily Dot she empathizes with the apartment complex who implemented the Poo Prince program. I get why management would go this route, scare tactic or not. All I know is my cat and I will be laughing at all the lazy dog owners who live at the complex. Ooh, what do you think, Buck? <laughs> I I kind of have a problem with that. Really? Okay. I don't know. Let's hear it. I, I don't know. I, I like I can't get past the fact that somebody is forcing me to have my dog registered and then tied back to me. Like you know, and and I'm only reacting that way because of the initial shock of it. It's like, oh, you're not going to invade my privacy, you know. But it's really not a violation, I guess. Like, I I'm really like talking myself down off the ledge here, because there really is no infraction on privacy. All it really is is a is is just an attempt to call people to task, and you know, just the same way that we expect people to parent their kids. We expect you to clean up after your fucking dog. And and I think I just, the whole thing is coming at me in a way to where I just feel personally offended. And I and at first it was because of the violation of privacy. And I think now it's just offensive to me because it's gone this far. Like, you know, we we can't just look at somebody and be like, clean up after your dog, please. And then, and then, and then have them as another human being, you know, Comply. you know, when I, when I, yeah, when, when I give you a request, when I, when I, when I throw a request on a table, you know, and with good intent and with good manners, like, Hey, Raz, could you please make sure that you clean up after your own dog? Like at that point in time, you know, especially in a communal living situation, which, you know, you're not you know you're in an apartment complex there's it's not just you so when i come at you and i say please keep your dog shit cleaned up you 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 kind of have to comply with that that there's there's nothing you can do to balk at that and the fact that it's gone so far that now we have to do poo prints like the whole thing like I said, at first, at first, I was a little offended by the concept. It's like, oh, I'm not going to register my dog for nothing. Like, I don't have to do that. But the more you read into the article, it's like, no, I, I think that we've actually crested a point where we actually do have to do that. And it's a little sad. It's a little sad, you know? Like, be responsible. You know, you didn't... You, you wouldn't shit on somebody's front door. You wouldn't shit in somebody's lawn. You wouldn't let your kids do it. Why are you going to let your animals do it? 
So I, I know some people that I, know, I would be, uh, if I thought I could get away with it, I would shit on their porch. Just saying. Agreed. Uh, so, Agreed, so, but those are isolated instances. So here, here's my whole thing. I don't actually have a problem with a lot of this. Um, the problem I have is, is twofold, though. One, you know, they're paying $50 per swab to get these dogs tested. Can you just, A, be happy you live in an apartment complex that allows dogs, first and foremost? Do you know how hard it is to find a rental unit that will allow dogs? So you, you found one. Congrats. Don't ruin Truth. it. Don't ruin it for everyone. I actually have to pay extra rent every month because I have two dogs. My, If I didn't have two dogs, my rent would be $50 less a month. Yeah. You know? I mean, like, having a dog is a terrible, re- not a terrible, having a, having a dog is a huge responsibility. And it's it's just, it's unreasonable to think that, you know, the homeowner is the only one who has to bear the burden of responsibility when renting out to somebody with a dog. So, you know, I can, I had a problem with it at first, but I, I really don't. It's I, I think I have a more more of a problem with the fact that people can't be accountable for them. And I think that's where my big problem with the whole thing is coming from. So oh. what I was going to get into then was that's $50 per dog per test. Now, every time they send in a fucking poo sample to be, that's going to have to be tested. Um, you have to pay, you also have to have somebody go out there and get the poo sample. So I can't imagine that this whole endeavor is not inexpensive. <laughs> so are they going to be raising the rent next year just to accommodate the, the poo, the poo prints charges? Um, and then finally, my, my other problem is kind of the way they're executing it. Um, if you're the kind of person who lets your dog just shit and don't clean it up, uh, you're the kind of person who's like, yeah, fuck your rules. You know what I'm going to do if I'm that person? I'm going to go over to Buck's house and I'm going to swab one of his dogs, one of his dogs that will never be at my house. And then I'm going to keep letting my dog shit in the yard. They're going to keep testing it. And they're going to say, we can't find the owner. <laughs> you know, it's an interesting point that you make about the uh, financial burden that this could all create. And uh, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of just go with some wild assumptions here because it's said in the article that there's a over $300 fine if your dog is the, you know, offending pup. 350. And 350. I think that's where the costs are going to be coming from. I think that's I don't think they're going to raise the rent because they even said it. If you do this before June, we'll pay for it. If you do it after June, you're paying for it. So, I I I think I think that I think that the people of this apartment complex have gone so wildly out of control with their dogs shitting everywhere that the apartment complex is actually looking at this as a way to not only, you know, mitigate the the cleanup, but maybe even make money. You know, you figure, you know, you've got a whole bunch of people creating this kind of, of situation and it's only going to take maybe five or six instances of people getting caught. You've got $1,500. You know, you've gone, you know, let's say five or six people. That's about $300 in swab tests for six dogs. 
then you go and you test the feces for the caught dog. Let's say another 50 to 75 bucks. We'll keep the math easy. We've got a total investment down now of $300, but fines incurring $1,500 of, of gain. You've come out $900 to the black. Good job, apartment complex. Seems like a pretty, pretty good, pretty good system you got going there. You know, not to mention the cost of labor having to somebody go out and pick it up. I'd say you're 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 probably making away on fifteen hundred dollars worth of fines for, yeah, for that many, yeah, five or six dogs, fifteen, sixteen hundred, fifteen, eight hundred, fifteen, eighteen hundred dollars worth of fines. So bucks math yeah. a little wild, that, but but <laughs> I can see your point. It, it's monkey math. It's monkey math. We're not trying to get to the bottom of it. We're just trying to make it make sense. All right. So there's nothing really to rate here, is my opinion. I think the complex is perfectly valid in doing it. Um, but I think the people that are putting their dog shit in the yard are douchebags. Agreed. Agreed. Well, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll go ahead and rate those people. Let's go ahead and rate rate the uh, the tenants here, and we'll, we'll give them a four. I wouldn't go that high. I'd go with... No, uh, yeah. I'm going to go two. I was about ready to say three, two, three. Yeah. Our next story comes from WBIW. Man arrested after not installing HVAC system. Take that for, <laughs> for a moment. A Bradford man was arrested on theft charges after an investigation began May 11th uh, and November 22nd. Uh, police arrested 45-year-old Jason Thompson on charges of felony theft. According to the probable cause affidavit, a representative from a local business came to the Bradford police station to report a theft and home improvement fraud. On May 11th, Jason Thompson of Quality Air was contracted to complete the HVAC job at the business. Thompson was paid $4,792.50 to do that job. The representative uh, reported that between May 11th and September 30th, the only work that Thompson actually completed was cutting vent holes in the ceiling. After several attempts to contact Thompson to complete the work, Thompson scheduled three different dates to finish the project, but he failed to arrive. Police believe Thompson was being evicted and used the funds to pay his previous landlord a total of $6,563.74 on June 16th, which coincides with the date that he cashed the check from the business. Police attempted to contact Thompson, but were able to locate him or make any contact by phone. The information has been forwarded to the Lawrence County Prosecutor's Office, and a warrant was issued for Thompson's arrest. <laughs> um, unfortunately, it's th- this is a lot of um, home improvement contractors, handyman, uh, and this kind of thing. You you don't want to contact like a company. You want to contact like the the the, the smaller you know community business because you think you're doing a good thing but unfortunately this happens a lot this mm-hmm. really does I don't like going to mom and pop garages I don't like going to um, you know Cletus the handyman because shit like this happens you know I have um, a theater room uh, yeah you know, 1% problem here uh, which isn't really the case, but <laughs> this room is detached. It, it, so it's not on our HVAC system. So it's got a, 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 a an in-wall air conditioning unit. Well, last year it stopped blowing cold air. Uh, so I had to have somebody come out and, you know, I got one of these mom and pop dudes 
who shows up in a pickup truck with this meth mouth looking dude. And they said, oh, this it just needs uh, some Freon put in there. I'll go get a thing and we'll fill it up. And they did. And it worked. The air conditioning worked fine. Come winter, the heat's not. I go to hit the heat and it just starts clicking at me. And, and the, it's going berserk on, on the electrical side. So I had to pay a, an actual company that worked on my HVAC in my house to come out and look at it. And they couldn't figure it out. Um, they ended up buying parts, a new computer for it. Uh, I was almost to the point where, as I say, just take the damn thing out and we'll buy a new one. And, you know, the guy's working on it. Three hours into this, he figures out that when the mom and pop guy was here, he unhooked a bunch of shit and never bothered to hook it back up. And it was on, it was behind the, the panel. You, you couldn't see it until they had the whole thing taken apart. And once they hooked it up, works just fine. I still got charged for three hours labor. <laughs> Uh, I was not happy about it, but what can I do? It wasn't their fault. It was the mom and pop guy's fault. Um, try to contact him. The number you're calling has been disconnected and is no longer in service. <laughs> Surprise. Exactly. So, you know, I'll call the reputable company that has insurance before I call um, Cletus the handyman ever again. I, you know what? It's terrible to say it, but I can't disagree with you on that. Um, you know, I don't own a home I rent. So, you know, all of, all of my home repairs and things like that, I, I don't, I don't take care of, I don't call a handy. I do remember when I did own a home, you know, my ex-wife and I used to have a real hard time getting home repairs done because calling a corporate entity was way outside of our price range, but calling in somebody to do shoddy works workmanship could end up costing you a whole lot more than than it could to begin with so vetting out vetting out your handyman is a very very important thing to do if you if you can't go the corporate licensed bonded route you know there there are sites and available resources out there to really you know check and and vet out resources for for these uh for these you know independent contractors so you know make sure make sure we're all careful about that before we just go wildly through the roof hiring anybody who says they can you know we've got a very good example of here somebody failed to put in the hvac system and got sent to the freaking cooler and uh and rightfully so you know um what what i i actually have a big problem with people who you know, defraud others, especially for something like I consider HVAC to be almost an, in my life. It is a, it is an essential utility because I am heat sensitive and, and temperature sensitive, but you know, for other people, I, I also consider it to be an essential utility. This man's really gambling with, with a lot of things here that he shouldn't be touching. If he's not going to go complete the work, I got a big problem with that. And uh, I think I'll give him a three and a half. I'll co-sign. I'll co-sign. Uh, for a lot of reasons, really. I mean, if he's doing this to a business, what's he doing to the resident? You know, this. It, luckily, this was a business. But, you know, you're, you're saying that it's not easy. It's not cheap. So if they forwarded, fronted all this money, rather, uh, what if, you know... You, 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 okay, I need this to happen. This is all the, I, I scrape it together to pay this. And then he never does the work. Then you can't, don't have the money to pay someone else to do it either. 
So yeah, mm-hmm. big, 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 big problem for me. Big problem for me. All right, Buck, we're back. And do you happen to remember what started this podcast? Like, what was the, one of the first first topics we ever discussed? What was the first topic bad, we ever discussed? Bad neighbors. Bad neighbors. That was the, you know the podcast used to be much different animal. We'd actually just pick a subject and we'd complain about it for an hour. And you know we, it's evolved into what it is today. But you know the original thing was we were discussing um, bad neighbors, and we have a story coming out of the UK here. As a man was fined two hundred and fifty uh, pounds. Yeah, it was pounds because I'm trying to remember that logo, but because they don't do euros anymore. Uh, for sending toothpaste to his neighbor, he said had bad breath. A uh, little bit more to it than that, though. Stephen Wright, 37, became locked in a bitter feud with Colin Jones after clashing over parking in the town of Hanforth, Cheshire, shortly after Mr. Jones moved in back in 2019. Uh, he was also accused of moving Mr. Jones' wheelie bin before it could be emptied, piling leaves and rocks in front of his car, and sticking the washing machine on late at night to make noise. Mr. Jones has since moved out, reporting right to the police, saying, The issue has caused me a great deal of anxiety, and I suffer a great deal of stress. The quality of life changed massively as a result of his behavior. Uh, Wright pled guilty to harassment at the magistrate's court and was made a subject of a 12-month restraining order barring him from any contact with the victim. The court heard incidents occurred between October 2019 and April of 2001. Prosecutor Nicole Bridgman said in an earlier hearing, the complainant said he had been parking in parking his car in his particular place for two years, but the defendant uh, was said to have told him, do not fucking park here again. You cannot park here. On another occasion, when the complainant asked the defendant to move the debris from the drive, he pushed a pile of leaves and rocks in front of his car. When family members were staying at the complainant's property, both of the cars were damaged. The complainant suspects the defendant was responsible, but there is nothing proving it. In one incident, the defendant put his clenched fist under the complainant's chin and said he could smell his breath and words were exchanged. The next day, in a spiteful act of retaliation, the defendant posted through the letterbox a toothbrush and toothpaste to mock the complainant further. Uh, The complainant later installed CCTV in April of 2020, which the defendant then covered with plastic. The complainant said it would cost 500 pounds to fix. It was, uh, there was damage to the complainant's fence and the police were called. Officers asked both parties to stay away from each other. The defendant, the defendant called the complainant a fucking wanker. Uh, there is CCTV footage to show the defendant moving the trash bin before it was emptied. This caused the complainant harassment and distress. There is also an allegation the defendant put his washing machine on in the early hours of the morning to make noise. Defending Sam Fixter said, uh, it, this is an assumption that his car was damaged by the defendant. He does not know who it was, and with all due respect, it is not one of the best housing estates, and things happen. He moved the wheelie bins onto a separate area of the grassland. That's his defense. <laughs> it started with an argument over a parking place. It's probably something that happens a lot in blocks on the flat. People park somewhere, and notes get left on windshields. It happens. The note was uh, strongly worded, and he apologized the next day, but there was also an argument over the note and things further, including leaving toothpaste on Mr. Jones' doorstep. 
It was a long time ago. There have been no issues with anybody else. He is a landscaper by trade, so he assists the neighbors with maintaining the area. So it seems this could have been a clash of personalities. Wright was also fined 160 pounds in order to pay 284 pounds in costs and court surcharges. <laughs> I like how his defense is, eh, well, these kind of things happen. <laughs> but, yeah, no, you're a dick, dude. <laughs> I mean, you're probably both assholes, to be very perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was about ready to say, man, like, this sounds like a kettle calling the pot black kind of deal. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah. Yeah, most of the time, people don't have, like, one-sided arguments like this, you know? And why they keep getting, like, mm. close to each other enough that he can put his fist up under his chin and all that other kind of shit, you know what I mean? Right. And I mean, like, if this were an isolated incident and not something that were festering for a while, I can tell you what right now. If somebody put their fist that close to my face under my chin, the police would have been involved far before <laughs> like that 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 is where the police would have gotten involved like the article would have ended that's you know raz put his fist right up near buck's chin and then the police were called because something really ugly happened mm-hmm. you know it's like mm. yeah it's this this seems first off wow just wow halitosis moving garbage bins this i mean dude, we've this got dude went through the trouble of going to the store and buying a toothpaste and toothbrush to shove through his mailbox <laughs> yeah man i mean i mean that's like that's some that's just some epic petty shit and i love it <laughs> no i mean i mean that's that's what that's what makes me think that that this is this has been something festering for a long time like this is this is not a new seed this is a whole tree of discontent. You know, toothbrush in a mailbox? Hello. You know, it, that's called being succinct, folks. You know, <laughs> you can say it without saying it. So, you know, I don't want to rate just one person on here. And I kind of don't know the whole story about both sides of it. Um, so I'm just going to leave this. I'm not rating. No, oh. I'm not rating. This is this is just, this is the same. Um, I've I've discussed it before. The parking lot paradox. You remember that? Yeah. When you concentrate that much stupid into that small of a space, the only thing that can happen is catastrophe. Well, so speaking of catastrophe, Buck, in one foul swoop, how do you ruin your life to the point where you know if someone applies for a job with me? I Google them. I mean, I do. And here's the whole thing. If if I Google your name and a mugshot is the first thing that comes up, that's never a good sign. Doesn't necessarily disqualify you, though. Until you click on the article and you find out why the mugshot was taken, Buck. And this is being reported by today's cool 105.5. Why it's on a radio station, I don't know. But Florida man captured on video molesting family dog. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh yeah a man has been arrested after he allegedly recorded himself sexually abusing a dog the police department's animal control officer said uh, they received a crime stoppers tip regarding regarding the recording 
Authorities say a woman contacted the police after she received a video via text message from an unknown number in February. The video appeared to be a FaceTime call between two men, which showed a man sitting on the couch as one of the men grabbed it by the tail and began sexually molesting it. The woman recognized the man molesting a dog as 20-year-old Nicholas Sherab. Uh, detectives went to Sherab's home with a search warrant to gather evidence and to take custody of the dog, a female named Berkeley. Sherab was arrested on charges of driving with a suspended or revoked license and resisting arrest. That makes sense. Uh, police filed a civil complaint against Sherab for sexual activity involving an animal, but other investigations are ongoing. Berkeley is being held in police custody in southeast uh, Volusia Humane Society pending a judicial hearing. Homeboy Did fucked they just the dog act- once. Whoa, 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 whoa. He's got criminal charges for what? He's got criminal charges for what? Criminal. For a moving violation, driving without a license? Is that what I heard? So they, they actually arrested him on charges of driving while suspended or revoked and resisting arrest. Fuck. What a, what a bunch of shit. You're not gonna and 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 the dog charges are just civil. Um, it, it's kind of weird uh, because animals are, especially dogs, in a lot of jurisdictions. Most jurisdictions, as a matter of fact, are considered property. But animal cruelty laws exist, so a lot of times animal control officers have a really hard time um, doing their job because they actually have to get uh, a judge to order everything in advance. There's very very few circumstances where animal control officers can literally just seize on the spot or do their own investigation and determine they need to seize an animal immediately they actually have to go through the court process first so uh, what will end up happening is they'll have the judicial hearing to determine whether to take the dog once that happens then they'll file the charges for the the crimes okay 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 so the guy they they got him on some legit criminal charges and they're letting him pressure cook until they can get the ball rolling on the animal cruelty side. Yeah. Is that is that what I'm picking up here? Essentially, yeah. It, it takes a long time okay. for that kind of stuff to happen. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I, 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 I can get on, I, like, I, whether I like it or not, I can accept the fact that the wheels of justice turn very slowly. But it appeared to me that they were just going to be like, oh, well, we got them on these criminal charges and we're just going to be able to just civilly do this dog thing. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's you know what and okay it's very complicated because okay. they're not they're not people they are animals and then you know as much as we consider our dogs for example to be part of our family uh they are still considered in the eyes of the law property yeah the same concept falls in like say one of your dogs right now um gets run over by your neighbor um you sue the neighbor how old are your dogs now my dogs are 11 and almost four. Okay. Did you purchase your dogs or did you adopt them from a humane society? What'd you do? Both dogs were purchased and they are both registered service animals. Okay. Excuse me. One one is a registered ESA dog and my puppy, my my dog is actually a service animal. Okay. There is a difference, folks. Get that. Remember that. We're not going to go into that, though. Um, with... Uh, what so they're both chihuahuas right indeed how much is a chihuahua puppy go for on the open market right now i don't know about the open market right now we bought ours not 
not registered, no papers from a private breeder, and my dog costs 350 bucks. That's incredibly cheap. Um, but let's just say 350 That is incredibly cheap. So incredibly cheap. So let's just say $350 for a Chihuahua. Okay, good number. What is the depreciated value of an 11-year-old Chihuahua? Well, the there, thing is, is that no I see way. where you're going there. No I see way. I see where you're going. I see how you're depreciating the actual value of the dog. But see, you know, that's where tort laws and everything would come into play because, you know, there's an emotional value to that dog. Now. There, unfortunately, the way with animals, it, you don't have that. You can't do that. Uh, it, it, since it is considered to be property, you don't get to attach emotional value. You don't get to attach pain and suffering. Um, you only get the value of the the thing and in this case it's the dog so Mm, well in in this case we would be awarded any medical costs that are incurred with dog any i said it was you know we we could i said in the scenario what now i said in the scenario it's dead well and well that's what i mean though i mean like so you know it does it die instantly well you know we could probably get costs for you know burial or you know dog funeral whatever nope Mm. nope the only way you're going to be able to recover costs is if the animal um, has to be taken to a vet. And then you can get um, vet vet costs, like actual reimbursement for those. That's it. Um, if it's simply dead, then it's simply dead. You get the depreciated value. So you might get 50 bucks, 100 bucks. Yeah. It um, wouldn't even be. It, it's like, not, even worth, your, it's but, not even worth your five. But either way, man. So it's it's sad. It's, just, it's, it's sad. And, and I'm, I'm, but I'm, I'm just. It really that. is. And I'm using that to illustrate, you know, that it for an animal cruelty officer or a humane officer or an animal control or dog warden, depending on what you are and what jurisdiction, uh, their job is very difficult to actually pursue criminally. Uh, a lot of times the best they can hope for is just to take the animal out of the situation. Right. So it's just at, at very first, it just seemed like they were, you know, very passively addressing that, like they were being very passive about, you know, the dog abuse. Yeah. And I understand, you know, that there's a process and everything like that. And I'm glad you explained it to me. I'm far less um, there's, riled up about the situation. There are, lack of a better term, buggery laws out there um, for bestiality and things of that nature. So he may very well face criminal charges on that end. Um, it's a Florida thing, so who knows? <laughs> um, but the likelihood of him actually getting charges for the the, the dog molestation are low. Um, but they could possibly happen. Um, but nevertheless, this this guy, you know, it, from now on, anytime you Google this dude's name, you're going to get a mugshot and say this dude fucked a dog once. Yeah, well, all I know is that cruelty to animals is a, is a gateway crime, man. If they're not going to put it on the books and they're just going to consider the dog property, then this is a gateway crime. And this this is if somebody's going to do this kind of, you know, disgusting and completely just heinous act against a dog. They don't have the ability to consent. Poor thing probably didn't even understand what the fuck was happening when 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 this all went down, man. Like you can't do that. That's cruel. Dude gets a 5, man. This like I'm not I'm not I don't sandbag. You do this kind of shit to a fucking animal, man. That's like what are you what are you capable of doing to a person? Very well indeed. Nope. All right, folks, that's going to bring us to an end of another delightful episode of the Social Liability Podcast. We ask that you do 
anything you can to help us by telling a friend about the podcast. That's all we ask. Just tell a friend. Tell them to listen. Uh, you're inundated any more. Everyone's got a fucking podcast nowadays. But we don't charge a thing for ours. We do it every week. We're doing it simply because it's something to do. Uh, it does mean the world to us every time we see our numbers go up, even the slightest bit. So if you could just tell a friend, try to pass around. If you enjoyed the show, that's all we ask you to do. We're not asking for donations. We're not asking for. We're not asking you to go to our Patreon. We're not asking for anything like that. We're just saying share the podcast, tell a friend, and you know you make our day, make Buck's day. That being said, folks, make my day. I'm the Razgrees. He's the Buck. Have a week. <laughs>